0: Man podcast, podcast for I am your host, Artie Kulik, and with me here is the the greatest of the... God, I don't want to give it away yet, Ty, so I'm just going to say the greatest other host on the other side of the Mississippi, Ty Kulik. How are you today, Ty?
1: Hi, everybody. I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, warm again in Missouri, but it's supposed to cool off tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, you're going to be surprised. Uh, the people listening to this, probably if they see the... The title are obviously not going to be surprised, but if you're one of those people that just blindly listens to our podcast when it comes out at 12.01 Saturday morning, then good for you. So here we go, Ty. This is going to be quite the journey, all right? Yep. Now, our story starts not with our hero. I got to start with somebody else, with a guy by the name of Leslie Stein, born December 3rd, 1933. Okay. He would go by the name Les Crane throughout his career. Now, Les was, and that's how I'm going to refer to him from here on out. Les was an early, early, early pioneer in television, and he, he was on the radio like so many people were for a while because TV wasn't as big of a thing. And then in 1963, he moved to New York City and started to host a call-in show called Nightline. It was on at 1 a.m. And okay. what people would do is they would call in with whatever, and he would talk with them, and he'd have guests on them, things like that. Now, Les Crane is a name that should be a lot more widely known. In that he, uh, in one of his episodes, he had the mother of Lee Harvey Oswald on, debating whether or not her son was actually guilty of killing John Kennedy. Whoa. He also, though, had Malcolm X on. Now, the problem with a lot of these shows back then is they would get, they would record over them. They would record over the tape. So we've lost a lot of these tapes. And it's hard to find good quality audio. I'm going to play a piece of audio from one of his shows. But it was hard to find. So like the Malcolm X one there's a really grainy audio and he says welcome back this is our second time so he's obviously interviewed him before Uh, he interviewed Muhammad Ali Martin Luther King Bob Dylan was the first his uh, Les Crane show was the first one he was ever on oh and he would do these he would bring in kind of smaller minority groups of people that people didn't really know and he got labeled as the bad boy of television because he had this like shotgun mic, almost like the mic that I'm using here. And he'd point it in audience members' faces. Some people didn't like him because they were like, oh, he's a little too aggressive and things like that. So, Ty, I'm going to play a clip for you of him in his aggressive way of interviewing. Now, this clip is from 1964, and he's interviewing an openly gay man, okay? okay. Now, there are a couple of minutes into this into this conversation for this part I'm going to play for you. But I want you to listen to it and tell me how much of an ass this Les Crane is. Okay.
2: They, they found the existing heterosexual norms not to their liking, whether it was the way they perceived their own parental relationships. You're uh, going to tell me now that homosexuals that. are clean-cut people that— that don't seduce other people who are not involved in homosexuality? Uh, The average homosexual is interested in going to bed with an equal partner. I mean, a heterosexual is a very lousy bedmate. There are homosexuals who uh, may uh, make passes at heterosexuals, but the overwhelming majority of homosexuals are not interested in going to bed with heterosexuals. Of course, heterosexuals are not likely to meet this particular uh, majority of homosexuals. They're more likely to meet the uh, lone and somewhat atypical homosexual who might make a proposition. The expression used, however, is,
1: is See how he kept cutting them off? I'd say he let, he let that gentleman <laughs> speak and say, say his piece. It wasn't bad. Exactly.
0: Okay. Yeah. But a lot of people, uh, for the time, they thought he was a, a little aggressive. And so it gave rise to something called tabloid television. And his, they ended up putting him directly against Johnny Carson. And he didn't do well. He ended up, they made his show more about entertainment. He brought in a co host who was Nipsey Russell. Uh, I mean, and a lot of these people, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, they all thought that Les Crane did so much for for uh, civil rights that a lot of them really like being with him. And Nipsey Russell being Nipsey Russell, he kind of carved that way out. Now, he just quit television in the 70s. Phil Donahue came on to become the the uh, from Dayton, Ohio, Phil Donahue to uh-huh. be the the great shoving microphones in people's face type uh, type journalist. and. Les Crane ended up he he won an uh, Grammy for like some spoken word thing later, and then he went on to find what became the the intern or not the internet the software company Mindscape that made things like the first what is it uh, like chess playing games for the computer and typing simulators and things like that. So he died when he was seventy four, but had a pretty successful life. But probably most known for this tabloid journalism, this uh, tabloid right. talk show. And then in the 1980s, it was given rise to Oprah Winfrey's and Sally Jesse Raphael's. And here's where our hero comes in, Ty. Born January 17th, 1939, Morris Richard Povich. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) came to the world.
1: (laughs) I know Maury Povich.
0: Yes. I had to give you that background to give you (laughs) where Maury is coming from. Uh so, Maury Povich is an honest to God real life journalist. All right, he uh, he. I think his, his grandparents emigrated from Russia. Uh, Maury went to University of Pennsylvania, got a degree in television journalism. Spent a lot of his early career kind of going back and forth across the country. He started in Washington D.C. at a radio station. He did news and sports. He then would later go to Chicago, and then he went to. I think it was San Francisco. No, it was Los Angeles, where he would co-anchor a show with Connie Chung. Now, Maury, Maury was married to someone else at the time. Okay. okay. So now he did, by the time he got to L.A., they had gotten divorced. He did, like you said, marry Connie Chun a few years later, which they are still together. Both Maury and Connie are still alive and still here. So like I said, though, he was doing a lot of things in a lot of different places. Pretty typical for a journalist at that time. But then he got his big break in 1986, when an Australian media mogul by the name of Rupert Murdoch went around and he bought a couple of local television stations to create the Fox Network. Okay. In order to bring any gravitas or kind of what uh, Rupert Murdoch thought was news, one of the first shows that they created was A Current Affair. Oh,
1: I remember that show.
0: Yeah. And Maury Povich was brought in to be the host of A Current Affair. Now – Current Affair was known for kind of info news, is what they said. It wasn't like it was like the
1: National Enquirer on TV.
0: Yeah. And a lot of it, when I went through, I'm going to play a clip from Current Affair, but a lot of the clips you were was like the loves of Elvis Presley. Who really killed Elvis Presley? They had some dude who's like an Elvis expert, and so many of these stories about Elvis. Something else that Current Affair did was create this kind of like endangered white woman syndrome like they would talk very heavily about like white women that disappeared or white children who disappeared kind of a very early early form of what fox news does on a regular basis now okay but i want to play this clip for you because like i said the current affair was kind of infotainment and this is how we we are introduced to one episodes by maury povich and i want you to see the skill and talent of this seasoned journalist or hear it okay
2: Batman, Batmania, is there anyone left who hasn't been hit by the hype? Our Gordon Elliott found a man in New Jersey who welcomes all the flap over the bat guy. Seems he has the original Batmobile, the bat cycle, and a low batting average when it comes to dates. <laughs> so. Oh, boy. That's uh, that's news, huh? That's, I mean, it sounds
1: just like he sounds still to this day, but good, good Lord, like, why do they have to drag this poor gentleman just because he doesn't have a date? Right? And <laughs> the guy likes Batman. Let him like
0: Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I love the whole and a low bandied average. Yeah, when that's it comes rude. To the <laughs> Why do they have to roast this poor guy? So a current affair was a huge hit. I think it ended up going through four different hosts as time went on, and it put Mori Povich in front of a lot of people. Now I'm gonna use myself as an example here, Ty. And I spoke earlier about um Phil Donahue. We're going to be doing a podcast here very soon where I'm going to feature a lot of Phil Donahue when it comes to like the satanic panic and stuff like that. But Maury was following in the footsteps of the Oprah Winfreys of the world and the Phil Donahues and the Sally Jesse Raphaels, but he was also trying to be a serious news guy. And a current affair just devolved into, like you said, the National Enquirer just devolved mm-hmm. into basic trash. Yeah. So Maury. Had opportunities. People were coming to talk to him. He did his time on The Current Affair, and he was looking for something, something different. And then it was in uh, September 9th, 1991, The Maury Povich Show premiered. Yep. Now, I'm going to we're going to spend the second half on one particular topic of the Mori Povich show but I'm going <laughs> Like I said I got quite a few uh, clips here yeah. but for the most part the Mori Povich show ran from September 9th 1991 ended on September 8th 2022 they mm-hmm. did a total of 5545 episodes holy cow <laughs> Maury Povich owned his own show. He had his own production company called Mopo oh Productions.
1: He's so, gotta be filthy rich
0: though. Yeah. So he <laughs> he had complete control over this. And remember, he has had a pretty good career in news, in sports, and a variety of different things. But he was seeing the Geraldos of the world, the was it the Ricky Lakes. Now we have the Jerry Springers of the world. Maury Povich felt like He's he's better than them. He's he's a real newsman. He felt like he had that and he could go out there and and help people. He could go out there and bring bring his gravitas, bring his his uh his empathy to help real people. And he would have a lot of shows that would deal with teenage pregnancy, sexual mm-hmm. infidelity, weird illnesses, out of control teenagers. He so had a sending
1: your team to, to military. School. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Hello, all. This is Future RD. I'm about to say in this podcast that Mori Povich covered transgender issues. And I think I say later on too about how he seemed to cover it with some respect compared to other people of the time. I was wrong. That was my mistake. I've gone back and done some research. As a matter of fact, Mori Povich used to have a segment called Man or Woman, where he would parade transgendered people out. A lot of times, drag queens. So you're out, you're conflating those two and let the audience guess or decide if they are really a man or a woman, highly exploitative. As the years went on, there are some clips of him treating transgendered persons with a little bit more respect, talking to them about their journeys. But I did want to highlight before I go on and let Maury off the hook, he was as exploitive and as kind of demeaning to people going through a very, very difficult time in their life. And so I apologize in advance about that, but let's get back to the conversation. He uh, did a lot with transgendered individuals, and much like Les Cole, he would let them talk. He would let them talk about what they're doing. He would do a series on obese children, domestic violence, bullying. He would, a lot of it, uh, psychological type things. Now, Mm -hmm. before we get into the meat of the subject, you know a little bit about Maury. Outside of paternity testing, what can you remember about him?
1: What can I remember about Maury Povich? Well, I do remember when his wife, his now wife Connie Chung, retired. She sang a song on a piano. That was kind of a <laughs> wild clip that went around. I knew he was a journalist. I didn't know that he was like a sought after journalist that people wanted. I didn't know he hosted a current affair. That that was news to me. Outside of the maternity test, I I know him from the lie detector results. I know him from the, you know, we're going to have this kid on. We're going to talk to them. I, I My first interaction with Maury Povich or my first time I like heard the name and figured out what he was, was watching... Curb Your Enthusiasm. Early on in the series, when Larry David is still married to Cheryl in the show, they have to stay in a hotel because her house is getting fixed on. It, and Larry David is watching Maury Povich on the TV. And it's a military school one. And he's mimicking the girl. And I'm like, what is the show that Larry David's watching? <laughs> so that was my first like inkling of it. And then I met my wife. And when we were dating, I would go over to her house a lot. And she watched the show constantly. Out here in St. Louis, every day from three to four o'clock, Maury Povich came on. So she had a day off of work or she got home from work early, we would sit down, we would watch Maury Povich show, and I would sit there cackling at what I saw on TV, because it was not real journalism. It was not news. It was purely made for entertainment, and I think Maury Povich knew that, and he ran with a tried-and-true product.
0: I think Maury himself, and a lot of people would talk about that he was above the, the Jerry Springer show, that – the Jerry Sprainer show is like the bottom of the toilet and he's still hovering up above it because he seemed to like genuinely care. Uh Jerry Sprainer seemed to just be i what they even call that movie. They made that fictional movie like Circus Master uh, or Ringmaster or something yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, Ringmaster. Because didn't he write a book called that or yeah, something? Yeah. And,
0: okay. you know, we'll, we'll talk probably talk about this another time. Uh Jerry Sprainer, rest in peace, passed away just about a year ago, is a... uh here where i live in cincinnati is is a big figure he was a, a mayor dude yeah he was the former mayor <laughs> he got caught for See, I'm going to do a little bit of cross-promoting. Another podcast I do is called High Heels in Politics, and it's mostly about Ohio political people. And the host of that interviewed the sheriff at the time who arrested Jerry Springer for having for paying for a prostitute with a check, and then the check bounced, and it became a big news. And Jerry Springer won re-election again. I will tell that story another time, another day. But Jerry Springer seemed to feel comfortable in that. Now, in Jerry Springer's later years, he veered very hard left into politics again and had a fairly successful podcast and was very, very big on helping the Democrats, the liberals here in Ohio. So Jerry Springer, I always, I
1: always liked Jerry Springer.
0: Yeah. He always had his Jerry always, he would always go back to politics. Maury never went back to news. Maury went to a point where a lot of people, there was a famous television uh, critic who was at uh, Whitney Matheson, for USA Today. And what she said is Povich's talk shows, without a doubt, the worst thing on television, period. Don't be fooled by press shirts and pleated khakis. Murray is, or Maury, is miles further down the commode than Jerry Springer. So he got a lot of criticism because of this faux empathy. And when we talk about the paternity testing, I'm going to even talk about how. He's always like, oh, we'll help you find the dad. We'll do another show with you. And Exactly. Got to
1: get those ratings up. Also, I love that you called him Murray because that's what people call him on the show a
0: lot, too. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of clips, and I probably got stuck into my head. Oh, Murray. Murray, that's not what I did. Yeah, it's hilarious. But he he would now. There's going to be this other thing where people bring up, and I did not do the proper research, but that a lot of it's a fake, that all of it's a show. Totally, but,
1: I think you should know that if you have a brain cell inside of your head.
0: But they've never been able to like find any of these Maury Povich stuff that it's they think these people are real, and a lot of the reasons they think it's real is because unlike a lot of these other shows, Maury would follow up with these people, so he would have if. Uh, You know, somebody's like, "My man cheating on me," and then, and and I know I'm making it sound really stupid, but that's usually what it says on the Chiron. But they, he would, if something happened, he would follow up with them, especially the stuff with the paternity. Follow up with people, and the last episode of every season would be like the top 10 guests and he would give reports on each of these people. So good and bad. Some people thought his, his empathy was false, but other people thought it was genuine compared to some of these other shows. Like my man is really a woman who's two little people living together or something like a Jerry Springer thing. Jerry never brought those people back. (laughs) No. (laughs) And I do want to make a point because I'll talk again a little bit later on this, that, he filmed his show. Was filmed in the same place that the Jerry Springer show was filmed at. It was in a, It's called the Stanford Media Center. It's in Stanford, Connecticut. NBC, okay. who uh, distributed their show, would uh, NBC Universal is uh, that's the other thing I'd say. It's a syndicated show, which means it's on mm-hmm. different times everywhere. Yep. Sometimes multiple times a day. Yep. But they would film in the same spot because a lot of times when people go running off of uh, Maury's set and start screaming and yelling. Sometimes you'll see Jerry uh you know, stuff. Oh, I didn't know
1: that. Yes. I need to check some of those out. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so there was that, and that's why it also got thrown in with a few things in the same way. In Maury's, I almost called him Murray again, in (laughs) Maury's 31 years, he was nominated once for a Daytime Emmy Award, 2017, but he lost to Ellen DeGeneres.
1: Oh, man, oh. Only one Daytime Emmy Award sounds like not a lot, but seriously, if you watch the show, do you really think it deserves to get Daytime Emmy recognition? I understand Ellen has the issues with toxic workplace and stuff like that, but that that's like a talk show. Mori Povich is doing 99% of the time doing a paternity test.
0: Yeah, and uh, you you will see that when you go, you type in Mori Povich and it's, that's what most of them are. But I want to go back to some of these other things, the transgender, the domestic violence, the bullying, things like that. These were important things because, again, if Jerry Springer had a transgender person on, it was – like some kind of scandal, like my lady really has a penis would be the name yeah. of the show. And it would be some obvious drag queen. Yes, yeah, so they're going to like, you like it, you love it. It's the greatest ever. I'm going to give it to you. And I mean, people just oh lose their minds. <laughs> 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 yeah. We might get some hate for this one, but, <laughs> but Maury would in a lot of the same ways, have these people on like a less crane to discuss what these real issues are. Now, unfortunately, here's the bad that ends up morphing into something like a Dr. Phil, which just or a Dr. Oz or something like that, which because becomes pretty bad. Whereas if Les Crane is the beginning of this tabloid television, and again, I played 30 seconds of a 45 minute long interview, this guy did with Mm. this, this openly gay man in 1964. Okay, yeah. so Maury was the godfather to the Dr. Oz's and the Dr. Phil's who are using these real-life important, I, I mean, you know, just life-threatening type things going on in people's head and using it as uh, as a clown show.
1: Well, I feel like this Les Crane gentleman, too, if he were to come back and people be like, hey, look what, look what you created, and he would see Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, Jerry Springer, Jerry Springer's bodyguard who got a talk show. Maury Povich, I don't think he'd be happy with what he saw because you played that clip. And if you if you listen to him, he's letting that person talk. He's not. And a guy I really like. I enjoy Howard Stern. He doesn't do what that guy did. Howard Stern always interrupts the people that he's interviewing on that show. So I don't think Les Crane would be thrilled. With what he created, but unfortunately, that's just the way of the world. People have to do stuff that, you know, can go viral now.
0: And that's exactly right. And. Maury, we have to remember, was doing a lot of this stuff pre-YouTube, pre-social media. And we can argue whether or not it would have been successful in today's day and age. It would have been more successful in yeah. today's day and age. But I know a lot of the way that society and everything had changed is why Maury, who on his own – he was 83 years old when he announced his retirement – he decided on his own. The show didn't get canceled. It's still yeah. showing in syndication. Mm-hmm. In a lot I could turn
1: it on in a couple hours here in St. Louis, and it'll be on TV.
0: Yeah. He just decided. I mean, he's 83 years old. He decided mm-hmm. he was done. He does. He had two children, I think, from his previous marriage, and he and Connie Chun had adopted another kid. So he's probably got grandkids. He's got this. He wants to go out and live his life. And he did. He walked away.
1: Now Good for him. I mean, he knew he was done.
0: Yeah. Now- maury this is where we'll end because we'll lead to the second half maury there was one issue that was more important to him than anything else and that was the value of the so-called nuclear family and he felt like a child's life is better when the mother and father are both involved in their growing up and that's going to lead to his greatest legacy which we'll talk about after the break
1: can't wait
0: Hello, all. This is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about a, another podcast that I do work on it's called High Heels in Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed uh, a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of this state, she's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because. She talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. But it's not all just seriousness. Uh, Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Lease, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week, and it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on high heels in politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, we all know what we're here for. Everybody's waiting for us to get to the damn candy factory or fireworks factory. factory. (laughs) What is the, what gift did Maury Povich give this one? You are
1: not the father. <laughs> Woo! People dancing, running around, doing all their stuff. Girls taking out their wigs. And, you know, guys, when they find out they are the father, it's like, I'm going to take care of the baby. And then kiss his feet or kiss her feet and proposing to people. It is the most... My wife and her cousin have a dream of going to that show just so they can cheer and see everything happen. <laughs> that dream obviously isn't going to happen no. because the show's over. I mean, it's the paternity test. And the way that Maury Povich just found a way to to keep the viewer on suspense, on edge, is... It, it's not a good television show but what he did and how he ran with it worked so perfectly i so, mean paternity tests are the reason you watch that
0: show. yes yes and it was if you're sitting there to tune into maury povich and you look one day and you see it's about a weird phobia or something you're let down
1: although i have seen some clips on like instagram and stuff where a lady is afraid of olives yeah and that's pretty hilarious when you see the big like I get it. I have an irrational fear of clowns, and I don't Mm -hmm. like heights and stuff, but to be afraid of olives is so bizarre to me.
0: Yes, it is, and but still, honestly, you're hoping to see a uh, "you are the father and not the father" type, mori Povich. If
1: it wasn't that, now two people I know who are the biggest fans of the show are my wife and our dad. <laughs> and whenever they see it's not a paternity test, my wife will say, "No point to watch it." My dad doesn't. <laughs> our dad doesn't say anything. He just passes the show. Yeah, doesn't watch it.
0: So I'm gonna, like I said, I got a couple of clips here to give those of you that don't know a flavor, and those of you that do know to give you a nice jolt of nostalgia. Nostal- now, these are these I think each episode's like 42 minutes long or something. Mm-hmm. So this is introduced at the beginning and then it's in the final act break of the show that they end up doing the the paternity test DNA test. Mm-hmm. Again, to give you a flavor, I'm going to play this gentleman's point of view. I'm at his little pre-taped segment on whether or not his uh, his child is truly is. So I want these you to are always
1: so funny, too, <laughs> because they are like either in a. We're out walking on the streets behind Shane
0: like Lee. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is this is all done in black and white. So <laughs> yeah, I can't totally. remember this dude's name. It's like Cody or something like that. But I'm, I'm going to play this for you.
2: Everyone might think I'm paranoid because I don't trust my wife. But I've been cheated to and lied to too many times for me to trust any woman in my life. When Haley gave birth to Nyla, she came out really dark. Everyone tried telling me it was bruising from being born. But I think it's because she cheated on me with one of my African-American friends. When Haley got pregnant with Maya, I was working 10-hour days. I barely got to see her, let alone have time to get her pregnant. I'm so tired of my mom meddling in my business. What type of mom turns her back on her own son? She should be sitting next to me, not Haley. Is she crazy? Those two can team up all they want.
0: All right. So, (laughs) changing his mind. I work
1: 10 hour days. How could I even father a baby with it? Hilarious. (sighs)
0: So, yeah. Our again, I think it's Cody or something is his, his. his children Cody are. A K, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, and I give him all the credit in the world for saying "African American friends." So oh, yeah, good, absolutely.
1: good for him. I wonder how many takes it took for them to be like, "No, say it again."
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and he, you get the reference to that his mom is supporting his baby thinks That's to be baby mama show,
1: why do parents not support their children on this show? and
0: i didn't want to play i mean i could have used this whole episode to play this whole clip it started off with his mom talking about how mari i used to be a hoe i was a slut i don't know who my son's daddy really is but i don't want him to be like me i'm a good woman now and i'm like jesus christ <laughs> why do these people air their stuff on tv like come on <laughs> so naturally he comes out and there he's like, boo. Oh, and the girl's like, look at that. Those are your kids. He's like, they're too dark. And they fight and they fight. And then Maury gets his envelope out, Ty. And I'm going to play you the verdict.
2: All comes right. to 2 year old Nyla, Jason, you are the father. Oh, he's the father. <laughs> when it comes to four month old Maya, Jason, you are the father. So his mom's hitting them, yelling, I told you, you be a good daddy to those kids. Like,
0: I will, Mama, I will.
1: Wait, wait. so this gentleman also thought the babies weren't his because they were too dark. By, and some people told him that's bruising. From birth.
0: <laughs> yeah. And look, I watched the act- actual clip. They're not too dark. They're white. Kids. But
1: you and I also, we have kids. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't. I, I, my wife had C-sections, so I didn't go behind and see it. But when my kids were taken out, they weren't bruised.
0: No jaundice, but yeah, saying, my kid was yellow and looked like an old angry Chinese man. I mean exactly. <laughs> <yeah, laughs> like and I was like, that ain't my baby. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna so go totally. call
1: Maury. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I would watch the show and we were dating, I remember we would like see who could get the most correct paternity tests. Like we would figure out we'd see all the people, and if there were five, we would try and get three correct and two and like and miss two.
0: Well, I'm gonna play another one here, and it's uh it's Probably of all of them, I look through as one of my personal favorites because of because of just the narrative storytelling. I'm going to let this woman tell the story about how her and her husband found love and she realized that they were bringing another life into this beautiful world. You make it sound so nice. <laughs> what did
2: Robert react when you told him he were pregnant? Went to Taco Bell, took a pregnancy test. He said, I don't believe we were driving trucks at That's the time. We were a driving truck. But, 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 That's but, not back, true. Back, back it up. There were pregnancy tests at Taco Bell. <laughs> she went to a dollar store no
0: and then went to Taco Bell and took the pregnancy test. Oh my God. They have bathrooms in dollar stores. I've been to plenty in my life. Yeah. And she's like, he didn't believe the dollar store pregnancy test to be fair to this gentleman I I, yeah i would have some questions too
1: i also love too that she says we were driving trucks at the time like, <laughs> Hey, at least they both were gamefully employed
0: yeah they said they met in truck driving school is right, where they met them. you know that's where love always flourishes oh yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and play you the verdict on this one ty i
2: said sure hope so. i hope you got some money to help when it comes to 10-month-old Jayleana, Robert, you are the father. Now she's beating him up. I was going say, it's it's something okay, okay. <laughs> And he's like,
0: I can't get a hug.
1: my favorite is when maury poet tries to get involved like are you going to take care of that child yes let let them have their moment maury
0: (laughs) which i'm gonna so here here's the third one i'm gonna play because i had to play one of not the father now there's a couple of these i dug through to find one of them was a guy was like i drank a whole bottle of whiskey that night maury i couldn't get her pregnant and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but, but i think he ended up being the father but i'm going to give you the story of this woman and then the the end result of what happens when you're not the
2: father okay michelle welcome michelle all right it happens all the time it happens all the time michelle has a one-night stand with a coworker. it's now her former co-worker his name is jeremy and then she becomes pregnant And she never imagined that he would abandon their friendship, start denying he fathered her baby. So today, baby Ashlyn is three and a half months. Michelle says Jeremy has done nothing but use her and has even charged her money to babysit the baby.
0: (laughs) so so the audience reactions like they're showing him they go boo but then they show the baby and they go oh so that's where the whole roller coaster (laughs) of emotion comes in and yeah just a one night stand okay and this girl i'm going to talk about the effects here but you got i already told you the verdict but you got to hear what happened
2: when it comes to one-year-old Ashlyn. jeremy you are not (laughs) (laughs) so he's dancing he does a backflip nice <laughs> she goes running off no. crying uh Talk to do you want to apologize to him do you want to apologize to jeremy or not no okay but do you want us to help you No. do you want us to help you in no. any way because no. we can't
0: we can't if you want
2: us to find the father
0: there's maury all the time he's like you want us to help you which sounds nice but it's yes, like it do does. you want to find the father and I know one. I think the record is one person had ten different, not the fathers, during the course. Of, I, but that's what it is. He wife just wants to raise.
1: Knows her name too. The person <laughs> had ten different, like not the fathers. That's and it's also funny to me that sometimes. First of all, I love how he says like you are not the father because he says not so yeah. quietly yes. and almost like <laughs> yeah. oh he's so devastated by the news. But yeah, so you know he does that with the not, and he sounds devastated. But then I also love. I've seen it only a handful of times, and maybe it's, this is just. Th- them messing with people who watch the show, but I love when they when he goes back and asks, you know, do you want me to help find the father? And the the lady will say, oh, I, I have a pretty good idea of who the father is. <laughs> Why would you
0: go on Maury Povich
1: if you have a pretty good idea of who the father is? That's what I don't understand. Like, if you know who it is, don't drag this person on TV. And I also love at the end of that clip, she was yelling at that guy on stage, and you better have money for me and stuff. And then when she finds out he's not the dad, and she's like, got the cameras in front of her, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> you do talk five seconds ago? Now you don't want to talk anymore? It's crazy to me.
0: Let's do some real talk on this. Okay. Here's a young woman who has no idea who her kid's dad is. Uh The person that she thought was the dad is not that person. He's charging her to babysit the kid. Why is he babysitting the kid? (laughs) I mean, this is, she's ruined. I mean, this is just, yeah. it's just a very, very public humiliation. You talked about women ripping their wigs off. One of them, I thought it just didn't make for good audio. It's better video. Is this woman is like in anguish and she's running through the hallways and she lands on the floor and throws her wig off. Uh, yeah. There's one where this lady, the whole story, I mean, the story itself would have been great, but she's like, so I had some corn dogs at a fair and my stomach started not feel good. So I went home because I had some bad problems. And then suddenly a hand comes out of my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) And look, these people are what you think they look like. They're oh, yeah. overweight, not well put together. I mean, all these other things. They're all like, he just don't like me because I'm super hot. Or some lady would be like, I only cheated on him once. And that's uh-huh. all it was. And it, the well, I told
1: and oh. I told you off mic during the break that there was an episode I saw because I asked you if you had it. And I, I swear this is real because I couldn't make it. I'm not. I'm not that good of a storyteller, but a guy went on the show and accused his girlfriend of cheating on him. And when they showed the picture, it's the dude, Tom from MySpace, like giving his thumbs up. And the guy was <laughs> convinced because why is this dude on her MySpace page? Why is he one of her top friends? And of course, he wasn't the father. Fi- like this other guy who was accusing was the father, and Tom wasn't the father. And I believe they contacted the guy from MySpace and he's like, Yeah, I had no idea. I'm everybody's friend on MySpace. This is when MySpace was a big deal. But mm-hmm. for a person to go on Mori Povich, and I wonder what the production meeting was like, well, we gotta put this. we can't put this guy on. He's talking about MySpace. It's like we gotta put this guy on because this is our demographic. These are the people that we want on on our television show.
0: Yeah, it is true. I actually just googled it, and it is true. They don't have a clip out for it. Ah, uh, bummer. But yeah, that, <laughs> I saw it. In real yes, time. yeah. That's <laughs> so. That's what you had here. You had, I mean, these stories, and one of them I did not do the clip for because I just there's so many things wrong with it. But the headline was: Woman thinks man named Peanut is the father of her baby. Well. It comes out, and the girl who's on the show is 15 and got pregnant when she was 13. That's Uh, illegal. Yes. Yes. I'm like, I don't know if I I can do that. So some of these get very hard to watch. Oh, yeah. And you'll hear this, you'll see it when people write about Maury Povich and all this stuff. He would never let anybody use the last names. In the last clip I did, you would hear some beeping every now and then. Yeah. It's either somebody saying a last name or it's uh, somebody in the audience or maybe the girl they're cursing. And they would always yeah. beep that out. Now, unlike Terry Sprainer that did sell uncensored like versions on videotape and DVD, Maury would never do that. He never had any uncensored ones with it. But... You are dealing with this situation of, again, watching people. Yeah, here, I'm going to get on my soapbox here. You're watching people that are lower class than you. Mm. You're watching people. This is never going to happen to us. Okay. No. Even if my wife came home with some kid that was green and I'd be like, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I'm not going on Maury Povich. Okay. No, you're going to go through the proper. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you're not. It's not a situation that is – you're watching this for the entertainment value. And it becomes this question of how real this is. Now, something I have not been able to find anywhere is anybody that truly, truly got help through this show. Is there somebody – and like I said, Maury would update things and it would be like, oh, this guy is a father. Now he's a great dad. Well, he was a pretty crappy partner to begin with. If he's like, my kids are too dark, so those aren't my kids, so I'm not going to love my wife or – and to the credit of that guy's mother, who openly admitted many times, if you go watch the show, how much of a slut she was back in the 1980s. It, <laughs> <laughs> even more, he says at some time, you don't need to keep you know sharing all yeah, your personal yeah, stuff. Of with course. Us. I, I give that dude's mom credit because she's like, I'm going to support my daughter-in-law because my son's being a dumbass. And mm-hmm. at the end, that's what she does. She beats him up. I mean, any thoughts on all that?
1: It's interesting you say it. And like. Sometimes it's hard, it gets hard to watch or it can just, it can feel like running through the mud back when we were both on Twitter. I, that's what I call it. I know it's, yes, it's X Twitter. or whatever now, but back when I was on Twitter and we were early, early on in the podcast and the website, I decided I was going to live tweet from our, our Twitter, our official Twitter account an episode of Maury Povich. I watched it with my wife and I sat down, I got all excited. The start of it, I'm like, this is great. This is going to be so much fun. And I'm tweeting, you know, furiously about all the stuff that's happening but as the show went on, it just starts to feel gross after a while. And like in this movie to me many times, a movie called Gummo. That yeah. I refuse to watch because I don't want to see the dregs of society. I feel like the closest I'm ever going to get to Gummo is watching an episode of Maury Povich. And like, again, I don't mean to denigrate these people. I don't mean to badmouth the lives they live. I just choose to not live a life like that. So when you watch it on TV and it's on Mori Povich is on five days a week still in syndication It can become a little tedious. It can become a little much when you watch it. And again, I've said it multiple times on this podcast. Maury Povich found a formula. He ran with it, and he made a ton of money off of it. But after a while, it it goes from being funny to just being gross and sad. And that's kind of the feeling I got from it.
0: And look, I completely understand the entertainment value of it. These people are putting themselves on television. These people are acting the way they are because they think, again, I don't know if this show would be more successful in today's day and age, but back then, these people, it's their 15 minutes of fame. So they're acting Mm -hmm. as extreme as possible. They are doing this to themselves. Okay. They, there is. And I
1: wonder what they even get paid to go on this show.
0: Right. Right. I can tell you, we've, I mean, did a whole podcast about it. My wife was on Jeopardy. We had to pay to go get her on Jeopardy. Okay, and the money she made on Jeopardy essentially covered the trip. Okay, that's it. So it's uh, you. I don't know about Maury. I don't know if they fly him out there. I know they say they do all the DNA testing themselves. And let's be honest. DNA testing isn't 100 percent there is. And there's been many. And Maury does go through that stuff. There is some good things to talk about that. Again, to him, it was very important that both parents be involved in a child's life. Maury never came off as being homophobic. I don't know if he ever really talked about uh, same-sex families or anything like that, or same-sex parents. But for the most part, he was always like, we want to get both parents involved. And to that end, that's kind of what this segment did. Yeah. But that's not why we're watching it. We don't want a a nice homecoming for... You know, Lila and Cody and being like, now they're going to go out and be good stewards of the planet and teach their children well. No, these children are going to be on whatever the next version of Maury is.
1: Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing. You know, it's just it it gets to a point of being not
0: as fun as it used to be. This was definitely something different. This was definitely. But you're right. That's what he carved his, his niche out as time went on. They would. Um, there's been a couple of other shows that have followed that. Most famously, there is a show called Paternity Court. It's not from Maury Povich's production company, but everybody in their planet thinks that the show comes from Povich. And, yeah. and you just said it yourself. It is still on. And that's what uh-huh. people are watching. They watch it for those particular episodes.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, with me, I don't watch it anymore. My wife doesn't because my wife works all the time now, but it would be like a treat to watch every once in a while. But when we're on vacation and my wife puts it on again, or I go over to our folks house and hang out with my dad and he puts it on again. It's just kind of like, you guys have seen it all. You know, what's going to happen. Maybe you should watch something else, but (laughs) it's not, I'm not here to yuck their yum. That's what they like. That's what they want to watch. That's great. I choose to not watch it, but I also respect what he did and how he, Built out this universe for himself and the fact that he has his own production company and makes a boatload of money off of it. Good for him. Good for Connie. Chung.
0: And the I'm going to end this on you see all these things you talked about Ellen DeGeneres and you talked mm-hmm. about how she uh, again, just a terrible, terrible work environment is it, one of those things like I've heard about how bad Ellen DeGeneres is for like 10 years now. But now suddenly it was like the whole Bill Cosby thing, and Hannibal Burris is like, I've been saying this for 20 years. Yeah. People I saw Hannibal
1: Burris do a bit about it years before it came out.
0: There was one. Quote unquote darker moment. There was a former Maury producer named Bianca Nardi. She filed a lawsuit uh, against Povich and his company for sexual harassment. And she said she was forced to expose her breasts for photographs in order to watch pornography in a private room with an executive producer. Now, there was an internal investigation brought in. They never found anything and the judge threw the case out of court. So we don't know exactly what happened. And to end on kind of a good note, because I almost played part of this, but When you go look up like you go look up Maury Povich best episodes or something, there's a particular one from 2021 called Montero's Love Triangle. Now,
1: do you know who Montero is? I know of a Lil Nas X song called Montero.
0: So uh, Lil Nas, he ended up getting Maury Povich and they did an entire faux episode. Of nice. <laughs> how he's in love with his fellow football player, but his football player has a kid with his girlfriend, but it might not be his kid, and it was all it's like a big extended music video, and,
1: okay, so is it for the song montero <laughs> yes, song yes montero? yeah okay,
0: so it's it's actually pretty cool to watch uh, i totally, can,
1: i Again, I wrote a whole thing about Lil Nas X where I'm not like a fan of his music, but I love what he does with. His yeah, plans. he's
0: having a good time. He <laughs> totally. Lo- he loves Maury Povich. Kind of brought that to his whole fans, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty great. I need to it, watch that. I for thought sure. it was a real episode until I'm like, this dude looks really familiar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lil Nas X is one of the most famous people on the planet.
0: Yeah, and there was also a Jimmy Kimmel Live spoof with with Maury doing a paternity test involving Matt Damon in jimmy kimmel and kimmel's wife martin short actually was acting as uh Maury povich but
1: it, i went to a halloween party a couple years ago where somebody dressed as Mori povich and had a <laughs> manila folder and would walk to people saying here are the test results was <laughs> yeah. out, so,
0: so it, it's definitely infected our pop culture totally. I, so ty if someone needs to contact you to take over Maury's show and do nothing but paternity <laughs> testing where are they go, hey, make your wife and father happy. Where are they I gonna- just say,
1: would make my wife and our dad very happy. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Ty Kulik, T-Y-K-U-L-I-K, all lowercase. More importantly, come read my stuff on seedsing.com, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. I'm not on Twitter anymore, but if you can go back and find where Neither i Neither like are Twitter we. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we're not on there anymore. <laughs> But I did that. Um, right now, I'm in the midst of doing basketball stuff, but I also do movie reviews, music reviews, all kinds of stuff on there. Again, that's Seedsing, dot com. You can hear me on Chucklehead Chat. I'm actually going to be recording an episode of that next week with Glenn Adams, so you can hear me on a future episode, wherever you find podcasts. But most importantly, come listen to me on this podcast, the X millennial Man podcast. Rate, review us, check out our Patreon. I'm loving doing first watch, rewatch actually going to kind of gripe with you on our next record for the movie (laughs) you may watch for that but and as i like to end all these black lives matter
0: yeah we repeat all that seed saint ex millennial man we will have a first watch rewatch which i'll put on this feed too that is cut we will be recording that actually the day after we record this and it's gonna be much like uh well i don't want to say my wife hated the first one we did but (laughs) she she He questions my sanity when it comes to this stuff. I think you're going to have the same feelings when we record this next one. (laughs) We keep it clean and
1: family-friendly on this one, so I'm happy that I can – like, I'm not going to go off, but I will be cursing it tomorrow
0: (laughs) on the other one. Yeah, so look for that on the first 15th of every month. And with all that being said, we thank you for your ears. Anything else that you may use to listen to the Ex-Millennial Man podcast, remember we're here every Saturday for free wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. And with that, Ty – Go out there and remember to be good to your kids, because you are the father. That's true.
1: Stay fresh, cheese bags.
0: The Ex-Millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSane.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik & Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan
1: Kulik.